You're listening to The Bridge Loud in Chicago on QRock 100.7 FM and online worldwide via thebridgechicago.com. Hey, this is Jed Brewer. Here's tonight's question. I'm making changes and it feels great. How do I get other people to do it too? Let's get into it.
We are with you here on The Bridge Loud. My name is Matt King, and I'm joined by the founder of Mission USA, Glenn Fitzgerald. Let's do this. Also, you want to produce the show, the man who puts the music together, Jed Brewer. Greetings! We're answering a question tonight that came in to thebridgeloud at gmail.com, where you are welcome to write in your questions. This week's question says, I'm making changes, and it feels great. How do I get other people to do it, too? And Glenn, where would we start off on this? Well, yeah, I think there's you, you get sort of a high when you're first making changes. I don't know about any change that you've ever made in your life, but for me, there's a long period of needing to do it, not doing it, yeah. hating that I'm not doing it, hating myself a little bit that yeah. I'm not doing yeah. it, and it builds up this giant wall of negativity. Then I actually do the thing, I'm like... Well, this is hard, but, you know, it's not that big a deal. And it, and, it's, and then you see it working, you're like, oh, my goodness, why was I waiting all this time? So you get this sort of this built-up uh, uh, rush of enthusiasm and adrenaline. Everyone should experience what I'm experiencing right now. Yep. That doesn't make you, doesn't put you in a good position to kind of explain the journey and talk to people about their struggles either. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And, Jed, I think a lot of that stuff that is... Uh, built up in our own journey to making these changes can really inform the way we talk to other people about it, maybe even a way we don't think about. So how can we start thinking about how we come across when we talk to people about these things? That's a great question. Well, first things first, uh, if you're making changes and they're working, we're super proud of you. Um, actually, to be clear, if you're making changes, whether they're working or not, we're proud of you for trying. Uh, to the extent that they're working, we're happy for you. That's great. That's awesome. Congratulations. But instead of laundry detergent, you use milk. You know what? You're experimenting. And we're happy for <laughs> That's you. That's something. Don't do it again. Right. But we ex- we acknowledge your spirit of adventure. Yeah, absolutely. And as Glenn points out, you know, when we see something succeed, we feel, we hope you feel good about that. You should feel good about that. That's great. And when we do, it's often like we can forget how hard the process to get to that point of success was yeah. just kind of emotionally. You know, we almost rewrite our own history where I've always felt great about running. Right. I've always felt like, yes, I'm a runner and I'm proud. Yeah. And forget that there was a long period where getting off the couch seemed impossible and then running more than a minute at a time felt like hot death. Right. So, you know, one of the casualties of that, that's an understandable thing. It makes sense. And we all struggle with that. We really do. But one of the casualties of that is it can be hard to put ourselves in the mindset of people who haven't recently done the thing we've just done. You know, we can say, you know, running's been super great for me and it's good for my health and I feel better and it's wonderful. And I look at all my buddies who don't run. It's like, what's wrong with them? Right. Have you considered just run, bro? (laughs) You got to run, bro. I I mean, again, we've all had our own versions of doing this where we look at people who are not currently making the change that we have just succeeded in making. What's wrong with you people? Right. Why wouldn't you do what I've done? Right. Right. And again, we, we, we've all been there. But of course, there are reasons they're not doing the thing that you've just done. There's reasons they're not running. There's reasons that they're not making whatever that change is. And that's the question that we really need to get into is, what are those reasons? Um, you wonder, why isn't everybody doing this awesome thing? Let's ask that. Why isn't everybody doing this awesome thing? It's absolutely right. I think as we continue to look at this question, it's going to be a lot less about kind of a set of magic words to get other people to make changes and a lot more about the way we need to approach the other people in our lives to get them on a positive footing, which is what we'll look at when we come back right here on The Bridge Loud. My sin! Roll the bliss of this glorious dawn! My sin! Not in part, but the whole! Is nailed to the cross and I bear it no more! Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Oh my soul! Yeah, it is well! It is well! It is well! It is well! 
to you here on the Bridge Loud. My name is Matt King. I'm joined by the founder of Mission USA, Glenn Fitzgerald. I'm not running anywhere. I don't care what you say. That's a bold stance. <laughs> it's well, gonna a come bold out. sit, I guess. I think it's going to come out right in the middle of the Chicago Marathon. That's right. Sure. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, I ain't running in that. It, sure. If you're listening, as you're running the Chicago Marathon, Glenn says, maybe just stop. <laughs> That's right. Also joining us briefly the show, Jed Brewer. Don't stop believing. To quote a great man. Yeah. We can answer a question that came in to the bridge loud at gmail.com. This week's question says, I am making changes and it feels great. How do I get other people to do it too? And Glenn, that last segment we looked a lot at kind of the emotions that go on in us when we're making a change and how maybe we simplify that journey when mm-hmm. we want other people to make changes. There may be a lot of, why don't you just mm-hmm. do the thing I just spent five years getting to step one of? So as we started to consider other people's reality here, how does that affect how we talk to them? Well, yeah, uh, part of our day job is working uh, with men and women behind bars and uh, people out on the streets, and we're doing that in sort of a Christian context with the idea of making big, big changes. And what we've seen is it takes a ton of bravery to make a big change because it's tough. It's yeah. really difficult. And when we get on the positive side of that, we can forget about some of the, the, the tough things that, that we had to go through to get to it. The truth is when we're making changes, we're, we're often taking one thing that makes us feel good that we're overdoing to the point to where it's become a problem. And we're taking that out. So the, the one thing making life worth livable is now out. But what we're doing is we're making all the rest of life little, a little better every day. It's, you have to have a vision for that. And, on, and I think we have to respect how hard it is to have a vision for that. Yeah, Jed, I think one of the things when we, when we want someone to make a change, we, it's easy to overlook, is that it's going to take a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. If you say to someone, you know, I bought this thing for my house and it really you know, helped, it really increased the efficiency and lowered our heating bill. Now, it costs $2,000. Right. But just do that. Someone's answer may be, I don't have $2,000 right now. So when it's that, I, I don't know if I have what it takes to do this today. Yeah. How do we react to that? Yeah, that's a great question. I think people often, not everybody, but most people, if you've made a positive change, A, they can see that you've made it. Um, they can see that it's a good thing. Um, they can see that you feel good about it. And they might even be able to, roughly speaking, imagine that they would feel good if they had made a similar change. But that doesn't mean, per your great question, Matt, that doesn't mean that they believe they've got what it takes to pull that change off. Um, and that doesn't mean that they believe that they're ready to take on the pain and suffering that always accompanies the beginning of a change. You know, I did this change my house was two thousand dollars okay so i gotta save two thousand dollars first before i can do that i per what glenn is describing about you know needing a vision i'm not sure i have a vision for how i could save two thousand dollars or how i could put up with the amount of self-denial that goes into saving that kind of money so it's not that i deny the change is good or that i would be happy if i miraculously made it to the other side i'm just not sure that i am ready to do that I think readiness is a big part of this, which is what we will look at when we come back right here on The Bridge Loud.
We're back to you here on The Bridge Loud. My name is Matt King. I'm joined by the founder of Mission USA, Glenn Fitzgerald. To circle back, I'm pretty sure that if you washed your clothes in milk, it would make them brighter. (laughs) I think that's just basic science right there. Okay. These statements not evaluated by the FDA or the FCC. Yeah. Also joining us for the show, the man who puts the music together, Jed Brewer. We're going to go ahead and encourage you to not wash your clothes in milk. If anything, it's going to get expensive. Yeah. Your whites are going to get brighter. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I don't think that's a scientific... We're moving on. We're moving on to a question that came into thebridgeloud at gmail.com. This week's question says, I'm making changes and it feels great. How do we get other people to do it too? And Glenn, uh, Jed closes on the last segment by looking at the idea of readiness, which is really an important aspect here, maybe the most important aspect. So how do we uh, deal with knowing when people might be ready and almost as importantly, deal with the fact that sometimes they won't be? Well, yeah, uh, as much as I know nothing about uh, laundering clothes, I know about talking to people who aren't quite ready to make a change. And the, the truth is, if you find yourself pushing them on that, Everything starts working the wrong direction. Now, first and foremost, if I'm using some sort of a manipulation or coercion to get you into doing the right thing, when I'm not manipulating you or, or you know berating you or whatever, it all wears off. It's just an emotional decision made on an emotional basis, and emotions fade, and that's what happens there. There's also a case of when things go wrong, I want them to own that. I'm making a tough decision as opposed to, Glenn told me it would be great and it's it's terrible now. So I hate Glenn and I'm going to go smoke some crack. So, you know, there's there's this mentality of I I, I want them to own that decision because they're also going to own those struggles. And that's going to be their badge of honor when they get on the other side, that they made that decision consciously. I think it's a great point, Jeff. I think another thing that's going on here is, as Glenn is pointing out, when we have in our mind that we're going to help someone or yeah. help them make change, we have probably a pretty specific script of how that's going to go. Right. And one of those is that it's going to be big yes. and quick. Yes. And almost certainly, if we do convince someone to do something, it's going to start off pretty small. Yes. So how do we get okay with that? Well, that's a good question. I think we have to decide to be okay with it. And we have to decide to cheer on their little successes along the way. You know, so if we're if we're dealing with someone who, per Glenn's example, has a, a problem with addiction, they may say, "Look, I'm not ready to make a big change, but you know what? I'm going to go to an AA meeting and just see what it's all about. I'm not admitting I'm an alcoholic. I'm not saying I'm going to do anything, but I'm going to go to. I'm just going to see what it's about. All right, that's fine. We're going to cheer that on. That's it's fantastic and it's wonderful and and it's. I'll even drive you there." So you don't even have to worry about gas. I, I got you. We cheer on the little wins that people uh, – That we cheer on the, the small positive steps they take. We celebrate their victories. We applaud their successes. Um, the more that we do that, the more supported they're going to feel. And the more we're going to be able to help them through the really tough initial phases of making any change. You know, Having that kind of support, having that cheering section is so important. It makes such a difference. And very few people have the luxury of getting to have that. If you're able to provide that for the loved ones in your life, it makes a real difference. It totally does. We'll be back right here on the Bridge Loud. I've always felt when I got this far, a couple months clean. Then back to the start, and I've got a fear this will be the same. Cause here's where. 
is Glenn from the Bridge Loud. Maybe you're listening right now and you're thinking, none of this good news applies to me because I've made mistakes and I've got a record. Well, you know what? No problem. We work every day with people who have been and sometimes still are behind bars. We know how to work with that and we ain't scared. Email us at thebridgeloud at gmail.com. That's thebridgeloud at gmail.com. We know you have struggles. We believe in you, and we want to help. We're back to you here on The Bridge Loud. My name is Matt King. I'm joined by the founder of Mission USA, Glenn Fitzgerald. I'm back to law New Sergeant. It's just a failed experiment. It was a bold step, and we, we applaud you for yeah. trying something new. That's right. Also joining us, producer of the show, the man who puts the music together, Jed Brewer. We celebrate your adventurous spirit. Well, that's good. <laughs> Your wife and the repairman who had to get the milk out of that laundry machine, less so, but we celebrate. Yeah. That's right. We continue to answer a question that came into the bridge loud at gmail.com. This week's question says, I'm making changes and it feels great. How do I get other people to do it too? Now, I'm sure that is a bit of a laundry additive. Glenn may have put a little something extra in that laundry milk. Maybe a little secret sauce. The secret sauce. Glenn, as you mentioned, our day job is working uh, with Christian ministry with folks who are coming out of jail, coming out of addiction, coming out of street gangs. These are people who acknowledge they need to make big changes, but it's a little bit of a bumpy road to get there. So as as you're talking about, as the person who is often trying to get them to see and make those changes... How do you deal with the kind of thing our friend's talking about here? Well, part of it is dealing with the frustration of, you know, I know this would work for you. I can see the dynamic of the situation perfectly. Why can't you see what I can, what I see? And that's, that's not how life works. You know, when when you see things that are obvious to you, when you don't see it, it, it's hard to imagine. So. Part of it is feeling almost like you're taking crazy pills and feeling like this other person just can't, uh, you know, won't go with you. And you feel sort of isolated and alone in that and sort of alienated and uh, and as if you just, you're the lone voice of reason. But it's important to realize in that moment that God cares about this person. And he cares about them all, as much as you do and then plenty besides. He has a plan for that person's life. And you will almost certainly be a part of that. And it's about figuring out what part uh, does he want you to play because he really cares. Absolutely. I think the other thing to keep in mind there is God knows how you feel. This is thing that comes up a lot in the Bible. There's a part, if, if you've ever been to like an Easter service, you may have heard something called Palm Sunday. It's the Sunday before Easter. It's named when Jesus is coming into Jerusalem. There's a part in the book of Matthew where he looks out in the city and says, How often I have longed to gather all these people underneath myself, and they just won't go for it. And I'm acknowledging that. So it's easy to get that point of frustration and think that this must be because I don't have the right words or I'm not awesome enough. And there are plenty of people throughout the Bible who looked Jesus in the face, heard what he had to say, uh, you know, dealt with him, and then said, pass. So he he knows more than any of us what it's like to want something good for somebody that they don't take for themselves. So we say, I'd say, A, you're in good company, and B, you can definitely talk to God about that because he knows the deal. And you can write into us at gmail.com because we definitely do too. We will say see you next week right here on The Bridge Loud. All right, that's our show. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you back here next week on The Bridge Loud. And let us know, are you ready to join the Bridge Loud tribe? We know you've got talents. Maybe you can scream or play the guitar or make a super cool graphic. Love it. Reach out to us at thebridgeloud at gmail.com and tell us what you do. We want your talents and gifts as a part of The Bridge Loud, so don't be shy. Let us know, thebridgeloud at gmail.com. We love you, God loves you, and there's nothing you can do about it. I wrote you this
from the 